Welcome into a nice episode of Cowboys Ride for Freedom podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. As always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I want to uh, start my intro in honor of it being Iowa State Week um, to say for the wide right Natty Light clue, uh, crew, let me just say uh, that's for you guys. Uh, it's not a Natty Light because I wouldn't be caught dead drinking one of those. Uh, it's a Miller Light, but it's because it's about the closest thing to garbage beer I would drink. But uh, in honor of the only other fan base I know that drinks probably as much as OSU fans do, cheers. Cheers. Uh, I have a uh, I have a good old, I have a ballast point in my hand right now. Uh, so I I'm glad that we both have beers in hand doing this. So uh, that that makes this is going to be a fun episode. That's for sure. I mean, it is sports, whether it's sports talk or not. I realize this, there's more professional podcasts that don't drink while they record, but I don't want to. This is meant to be fun. This is yeah. meant to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, as uh, Philip mentioned and alluded to, uh, this is Iowa State week game at 2.30 in Boone Pickens Stadium on Saturday. Um, I won't. I would be lying to you if I said this game didn't terrify me, and uh, the stomach ulcers are already starting, so... Uh, this one's going to be interesting on Saturday, but what are what are you looking to see out of Oklahoma State on Saturday besides uh, hoping that this isn't going to give us all a heart attack by the fourth quarter? So far, Oklahoma State's done a great job of shutting down the run. In fact, they're number one in the Big 12, number 25th nationally in run defense. They're holding teams about 111 yards per game. That has to continue, especially against an Iowa State team who is currently ranked 10th in the Big 12 and like 79th overall averaging just like 79 yards a game on the ground. If OSU can shut down David Montgomery and all the rest of the running backs for Iowa State, I'm going to feel really good um, on Saturday. That, that's, the, that's the one thing I really want to see is the biggest test they've had so far is Boise State, and they passed it with flying colors. Puka Williams had one really good run uh, against OSU last week, but other than that, OSU did a great job of shutting down the run. I need to see them continue to do that this week. Yeah, I agree with you completely. You know, David Montgomery is one of the best running backs in the Big 12, and it's, you know, and he's so good that his offensive line has done him no favors this year. He has, doesn't even have 400 yards yet. Granted, he also hasn't been 100%. He's going to play this week. He had a, a muscle bruise in his shoulder or something like that, so... If he's healthy and can go, he's going to be a force, and he's going to be someone who's going to be really tough to defend. Uh, but if Oklahoma State can do that, I feel pretty good about this team. I don't think – Iowa State's offense really is not that great, but if he gets going, that's just going to be infectious, and I don't want to see Iowa State get on a roll like they did with Zeb Nolan last year in the second half. Uh, the game in Ames that I, I had to have too many visions of that, and I don't want to see that again. For me, I want to see Oklahoma State kind of keep the game plan similar to what they did against Kansas. Now, obviously, there is a big difference in the defense between Kansas and Iowa State. But if they don't ask Corndog to do too much, and hopefully Iowa State doesn't just shut down the run game to the point that we have to watch Corndog throw the ball more than 25 times. Uh, But if Oklahoma State can do what they did last week, then I feel pretty good about this game. Yeah, well, while Oklahoma State's really good at shutting down the run, so is Iowa State. They're third in the Big 12, like 39th nationally. They've done a really good job. And the difference between OSU and Iowa State, to me, is that Iowa State's played Iowa, OU, and TCU, who are all good rushing teams. OSU's played, you know, Tech, who did better than they should have, Kansas, who didn't do that well, boys. I mean, uh, Iowa State has faced better rushing offenses than OSU has. So. Iowa State's rushing defense is legitimate, and you know they're going to focus on shutting down Justice Hill because everyone's going to do the same thing. Shut down Justice Hill, shut down the run game, force Taylor Cornelius to beat you. And if they do that successfully, 
I'm I'm worried. Now, where I think OSU is going to be able to really take advantage of it if they do is Taylor Cornelius's ability to run. Um, not just designed run plays, but his ability to throw the ball on the move um, is could be their best weapon against Iowa State this weekend. Absolutely. And then for me on the defensive side, I'd love to, I want to see the, the secondary tighten up a little bit. We can hope that there's the health of Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, he was a huge loss last week against Kansas, in my opinion. Uh, I think we're still going to see Colby Peel and Jerk Bernard uh, rotate in. They're both, you know, deserving freshmen and they're both talented players, but I don't think that they needed to start, uh, especially if Malcolm Rodriguez is healthy. I'd love to see, you know, that would make a huge difference. If they can completely take Zeb Noland out of the game, because he's very inconsistent. He's either going to be on and make every throw or he is going to absolutely be terrible. And I'd love to see the latter and hopefully the secondary being healthy and playing well will have a factor in that. Yeah. If the, if the defensive line can get to him quickly and early and make him uncomfortable from the start of the game, I'm going to feel good. The problem, Iowa State's going to ugly this game up. And I don't mean that as, as play dirty. I just mean, this is going to be a, a Big Ten game in the Big 12 because that's basically what Iowa State is, is a Big Ten team in the Big 12. It's, there's, I would be shocked if either team has more than 14 points at halftime. I mean, it just feels like it's going to be one of those kinds of games where neither offense looks great, both defenses look solid, and you're kind of going, all right, um, let's see something Let's see something happen, which is what makes me most nervous about this game is I don't know what OSU is going to look like in a game like that with Taylor Cornelius at quarterback. Yeah, it definitely concerns me because of how good Iowa State's defense is and how they're going to try and play ball control and keep the ball out of Oklahoma State's hands. And with the defense having the propensity to give up the big play every now and then, if Iowa State gets up by more than 10 points in this game, I will not feel good about Oklahoma State winning this game at all. Uh, I still think Oklahoma State will win this game, but I will be very concerned if Iowa State gets a lead early because I feel like they can just sit on it. So, fun fact to back that up. If you go back and look at the last few years of OSU and Iowa State, um, Iowa State's had a lead in all three games the past few years, and Oklahoma State has won every game 2015 and 2016 they went into the fourth quarter with uh, iowa state leading 31 to 21 same score and osu won both of those iowa state was leading last year i believe by like 14 in the second half and uh oklahoma state came back and won that so the one thing and i'm going to give credit to adam lunt from tape doesn't lie who came on my podcast the 10 12 this week uh for just shameless plug here um, he made a point i thought was really interesting was osu has seen this defense now you know that Iowa State's defense is similar to what Texas does. They saw it against Texas last year. It was rough. They they obviously did a lot better against Iowa State last year and put up a lot of points on a defense that was playing pretty good. Um, the one hope you have is, and if you appreciate how good Mike Yurcich is, he's going to be able to know how to game plan against his defense because he's seen it before. This team has seen this defense before. So you hope that that knowledge is something that they can take in and and utilizing game plan around to be successful it should make a big difference but obviously this team does not have mason rudolph uh, with another year of eligibility who was able to help kind of lead some of those comebacks 
We'll see what Taylor Cornelius has in him uh, to make make an adjustment here. And by the way, we really need to get Adam Lund on this podcast. We credit him so much with some stuff we talk about that I really think he just needs to come on here and talk for himself rather than us doing it for him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 work on that. Well, let's see what we can get on the bye week. Uh, but I I think uh, do you have any other thoughts here? Because I feel like that kind of sums up how I feel about this game. I think Oklahoma State has an opportunity to win, and I think they are the better team. But there's just something about Iowa State that really makes me nervous, and I don't know if that's just the you know the memory of what happened in 2011 in Ames that's just sticking with me, or just general cynicism about Oklahoma State athletics, but. I feel like I've covered all my bases here. I think Oklahoma State has a chance, but I just don't feel great about it. I think Oklahoma State fans are always going to be haunted by 2011, which is why every time we face Iowa State, we both want to win by 45 and 50, but always are afraid that it might come down to a close game, especially the way it has the past few years. It's been a weird series the last four years. It really has. There's been some crazy stuff. I mean, you talk about OSU's comeback from being down three years in a row which is nuts. And then you go all the way back to, what is it, 2014? That was a weird game. That was a close game at the first half. There was the touchdown right before halftime that Oklahoma State got that I remember was not a touchdown, but OSU got it anyways. Um, I mean, I know. But you like Iowa State fans were mad. Even the announcers were like, that was that was a terrible call. And you thought, okay, Iowa State's going to come out here and, and be ready in the second half. Tyreek Hill returned the uh, – opening kickoff the second half and the game was basically over from there um so God, God, special teams kickoff kick off or kick off. what a concept <laughs> what a dream <laughs> um so it's been a weird see so i'm i'm curious when you i did this on my my podcast what is the weird thing you think could happen this week i think maybe just maybe there's a slight chance that we'll see Mike Yurcich use Chuba Hubbard to his strength, which is getting him out in space and not using him as a running back between the tackles. <laughs> now, granted, he's very fast. They can get past some of these linemen. However, use him in the slot. I'd love to see them use him out in space on a swing pass, something so that he can utilize his speed in the open field. Because once he gets past one guy there's a pretty good chance he's going to get either a big chunk or he's just going to score. So please, utilize this fast man. <laughs> See, I'm afraid I'm afraid Iowa State's going to have multiple non-offensive touchdowns. Be it defense or special, special uh, Defense, special teams, whatever it is. I just have this bad feeling Iowa State's going to have multiple non-offensive touchdowns in this game. Yeah. It just uh, it feels like it's been coming special teams and defense for a little bit and I'm afraid it's going to happen this week. Yeah, uh in the last home game, um offensive miscue or special teams miscues uh led me to spend $11 on a beer uh in Boone Pickens Stadium. I don't think I, my pocketbook can handle multiple of those. Um so I can really hope that that is not the case. So on that note, do you want to give <laughs> score predictions or? Yeah, we might as well. I have Oklahoma State winning 31 to 20. Uh, and I don't think this is going to be one of those games that Oklahoma State pulls away late or anything. I think it's just going to be a very steady game. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to find a way to 
string multiple or consecutive touchdown drives together. It's going to be a really ugly game. The score's going to be a lot closer. The game's going to be a lot closer than the score indicates. But I think Oklahoma State finds a way to win a game. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be smash-mouth football at times. But I think Oklahoma State finds a way to win in somewhat of a close game against a team that they are far better than. All right. I'm ready for the hate tweets. Um, I had a – ever since the Texas Tech game, and I don't mean to overreact to that loss, I've been worried about this game a lot. Um, Iowa State was close to beating OU. They were close to beating TCU. They've been close to beating Oklahoma State three years in a row. I am worried about Iowa State's defense and their ability to shut down the run, and how much of our offense is predicated on that first. I sent in my score to the... I have gone back and forth um, to what I think, and I've come to the conclusion that I think Iowa State's going to win this week. And my initial thought was 31-27, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend that score and lower it and say that Iowa State wins with a score of 20-17. to 17. You can follow Philip at OKTXAR Poke for any freezing cold takes you feel on Saturday, should the score fall in my favor as opposed to his. Moving on. As I've said before, I will be happy to bet against the team I want to win so that I win either way. I know, but, uh, and I can make the joke because I actually picked Oklahoma State to win this week. The last time we picked Oklahoma State to both lose, uh, we were wrong, and we both picked them to lose, so at least we could have both gotten the hate, but I'm going to send it all towards you this time. Well, in my defense, I picked OSU to go 8-4 before the season and thought, and I'm still on track. And Fair now point. instead yeah. of picking them to lose to Kansas State, I'm just picking them to lose to Iowa State because Kansas State looks like a dumpster fire full of screaming raccoons. <laughs> I love that. But you're absolutely right. Um, this game definitely concerns me. I still think Oklahoma State finds a way to pull it out, but I might have stomach ulcers by the end of it. Um so we'll see how it goes. But this, this game always this game just makes me nervous. By the end of this game, we're all gonna be really glad we don't play in the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, right? Okay, so do you have a uniform prediction? I know we we we're wrong every week, but it's still fun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, first off, let me just say this to anger the Iowa State fans: I don't like your uniforms. The new uniforms are. I'll just say it; they're disgusting. <laughs> I do a weekly uniform review on Land Grant Gotland. And uh, I haven't given Iowa State uniforms a good vote yet, rating yet, because I don't like them. I don't like them. I think they're they. I think they actually got worse than they used to be with the new ones. Um, they're like a weird. Mo- it's like somebody went and tried to uh, make an updated modern McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> it it's still it's still not. I still don't want to go um, to to see one. As far as Oklahoma State. It's a two thirty game. Would they go tricolor at home? Have they ever gone tricolor at home? Generally, tricolor is on the road. The last time they did was West Virginia in twenty sixteen. They wore like the throwback Jimmy Johnson helmets with the black and then orange and then white. That was the last time I can remember that they did it at home. I'm gonna go. Chrome orange with giant Pete. Um, orange jersey, black pants. Orange, orange, black. 
Okay. With Cromwell. I'm I'm waiting for that. Yeah, I think that that's that's. I'm not a huge fan of the orange Pete or the big Chrome Pete, but on the orange helmet. But with that look, I think it's good. I'm still waiting for them to come back at home and wear white, black, white. They did it my freshman year against Kansas State, and it was my favorite uniform they ever wore. And they still haven't done it. And I'm going to keep predicting that they're going to do it at some point until they actually do. One of these weeks, I'm going to be right about it. You know what uniform combo I miss is black, black, white, which sounds silly. But mm. I always liked the black, black, white. I thought it looked good. And this uniform combo they have now, if they did black, black, white with the chrome face mask and the badge and just a chrome stripe with black and white, <laughs> that would be... No, no, no. Sorry. The, or... the chrome orange bl- brand on yeah. the black helmet. Oh, man. With oh, the black nice. with the with the orange stripe and the chrome face mask, black jersey, white pants. That would be woohoo. But it's oh. I just I don't feel like they wear black at 2:30 home games. It's too hot. It's still too hot to wear black black on the field at a 2:30 kickoff. Like that's a night game stuff or an early morning when it's cool. I just, I just Yeah, that's I'm gonna stick with the I'm going to stick with, with what I said. One of these weeks, some some captain for Oklahoma State is going to listen to this podcast, and they're going to pick white, black, white. That's just my hope. I think they listen to all OSU podcasts to their uniform predictions and go, okay, whatever they said, we're not doing any of those. If that means we have to go all gray, then we go all gray. But we will not do what they say on any Oklahoma State podcast. Have they ever got – like, has anyone from any Oklahoma State podcast, us, Pistols Firing, anybody been right? I, I honestly don't think it's true. Well, the problem with – anyone's ever been right. So here's the problem with being right now. Now there's so many combinations they can do with the helmets, with the changing face mask, the changing stripes, the changing changing uh, logos, Pete, um, the 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 brand, the badge. There's no way to get perfect. You're lucky if you get the color of the helmet, the jersey, and the pants right. If you can get that, you're good. Because there's there's so many combinations now of helmets that they can do. There's no way to ever get it right. There's no way. To get it right, you're never going to guess unless you just get lucky. Because there's, think about it, just to think about how many they can put on a black helmet. They can do, they can do the brand, in like two different colors. They can do the badge. They could do a Pete. Which stripe are they going to use? Are they going to use an orange stripe, a chrome stripe? The now they've got the paisley stripe. Like I, there's just there's too many options now, for us to ever actually pick what they're going to do on a helmet beyond black, white, orange. Yeah, and, I'm, and I think this is funny because I think we've spent almost as much time talking about the uniforms as we did the actual analysis for the game on Saturday. Also, fun hot take. I want the gray helmets back. No. The gunmetal gun no. gray helmet. Nope. Please, no. Gunmetal gray, know. black gray. Never, all, never, no gray jerseys. Never pull out a gray jersey ever again. No, gray pants are fine. Born at the 50-yard line after the horrendous game a couple Saturdays ago. But could you imagine a gunmetal gray helmet with a black face mask, black stripe? I never liked the gray helmet. Oh, I, I never I did. I love the gray helmet and the gray pants. I liked the, I liked the gray jerseys they wore against West Virginia with the black numbers. No. That's the only time I ever liked those. Never wear a gray jersey again. Never. No, no that's the only time I ever did, and I never want them again. Pants are fine. I like gray pants. Yes, no, I'm fine no with great, that. No okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think we're good. I think we spent, like I said, I think we spent enough time, um, as much time on the uniforms as we did the actual Iowa State game. But uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. 
as I let me allow myself to shameless plug again, I've got a really good uh, Oklahoma State Iowa State preview on the ten twelve podcast this week. Adam Lunt from Tape Doesn't Lies on, as is Levi Stevenson from Wide Right Now to Light. They both get some really good technical insight into both teams. Like I, they both did a fantastic job. It's a really good interview, not because of anything I said or did. They both were just fantastic. Go check that out. Also, if you want to listen to the Red River Rivalry preview as well, that's also on there. And I've got some hot takes on Texas and Baylor and Kansas State. Uh, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, one other note, if you are in the central Arkansas area and listen to the show, the Oklahoma State Alumni Association Central Arkansas chapter will be holding a watch party this Saturday for the game at Bar Louie in West Little Rock. Come out and join us. Uh, we have a lot of fun at those, usually about 20 or so of us. Uh, we just switched locations this year. Um, so if you are in central Arkansas, be at Little Rock, Benton, Conway, Searcy, anywhere around that area. Come join us this Saturday for the watch party. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, if I lived in that area, I'd definitely be there because we haven't actually met in person yet. That needs to happen at some point whenever you're in Stillwater. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> whenever you can get this way, feel free to feel free to let me know. Hopefully before sometime before the kid the kid gets here and I, I never go out again. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh before I get to my final thoughts, since you have to be impartial on the ten twelve, I need your take now. Who wins Oklahoma or Texas? I think it's OU, but I think it's closer than people think it's going to be. Um, but if Texas wins, Texas has a legit, legitimate shot to not only win the Big 12, but a better shot at the playoff than West Virginia does. I have this very odd feeling that Texas is going to win this game. No real rhyme or reason, no big analysis as to why. I just have an odd feeling that it might happen. I think it's because of what happened last year. And it yeah. was a worse Texas team against, in theory, a better Oklahoma team. And That's Army's kind of given everyone the way to beat Oklahoma is just keep the ball away from them and get to Kyler Murray. Well, let's see what happens. Um, I, I live with a couple people that can't stand the University of Texas, and uh, they just wish a giant hole would uh, appear in the middle of the field during the Red River game. <laughs> but uh, before, my final thought, uh, like a like Philip and I have mentioned, and like it has been shown on the Cowboys Drive Free Twitter and Facebook, be sure to come to Iron Monk on Friday. I'll be there. Micah will be there. We'll be doing a live podcast there, kind of just discussing Oklahoma State as a whole, but also doing a little more preview on this game. Be sure to come, hang out, have a drink, relax. And uh, we'd love to meet anybody that would be there. Um, just let me know. And uh, feel free to reach out to any of us if you have any questions or uh, anything you want more details about being there. Uh, but I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun on Friday there. I've never been to Iron Monk, and I live like not even five minutes from it, and I've never been to the tap room. So I am very excited to to be there and relax and just talk a little football. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad I won't be there. Alas, like I said, I've got the alumni uh, watch party I've got to be at this Saturday. So you guys have fun. Um, that should be a blast. I really am jealous I'm not going to be there this Friday. Well, hopefully we'll be able to do it again soon because we'd love to have you. Uh, even though I plugged your Twitter earlier, uh, where can they find you uh, if they decide to just listen to the end? If you'd like to listen or follow me, and I do tweet in-game stuff. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Um, OKTXAR Poke, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas. You can also follow the 1012 podcast at 1012 podcast at the number 10, the number 12, the word podcast. I can attest this episode is really good. I was listening to it while I was uh, studying for a test. Maybe not the best uh, way to study, however... I was able to gain some good insight for Saturday. 
Uh, you can follow me at JT Penfield and be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. And we will see everyone next week. Uh, we will recap this game and hopefully it's a win. Go Pokes, beat Iowa State. And uh, we will see everyone then.